good morning. Welcome to Inside KZYX, a bi-weekly program letting you know what's going on behind the scenes at your community radio station and heard on the first and third Fridays of the month from 9 to 10 a.m. I'm your host, General Manager Marty Derlin. My co-host is Eddie Hale. Hello. Hey, yes, hello. Sorry. D- don't get, didn't even give him a chance to say hello. <laughs> KZYX Production Director. Good morning, Eddie. Good morning, Marty. <laughs> sorry, I'm not following the script. <laughs> no, I didn't give you one, so sorry. Uh, all right, well, um, we're back. We were we were preempted on the, what it was, was it the 6th or the 5th or something? The 5th. Two weeks ago, we played a, a program on um, the January 6th insurrection. But today we're back, and uh, we'll talk with music director Catherine Cole about changes in the music schedule and her Listen Local campaign. Catherine's also the station's underwriting director, and we'll ask her to talk a bit about that as well. In the second half of the program, we'll welcome outgoing KZYX board president Dina Polkinghorn and incoming president Susan baird Canon. We'll be talking about this year's Board of Directors elections, and we'll be looking ahead to the board's activities in 2024. But first, a few announcements. Thank you, thank you to all those who've contributed to our end-of-year campaign. It's been especially successful this year, and we are so grateful. I'm not sure about our grand total since we're still counting the money. Seriously, we are. But we have surpassed our goal. And, uh, of course, monetary support is always welcome, but this year especially so. So thank you so much for that response, uh, mostly um, because of a mailing conducted by membership director Shanks, who's been out for the last few weeks. And our former membership director, Renee Wilson, has been filling in. I'd like to thank both of those um, people, Renee and Shanks, for their great work and their commitment to KZYX members. Also, thanks to all of our programmers who do a great job of announcing KZYX fundraising campaigns and other events during their shows. That really makes a difference to get the word out. Um, in other news, we have upcoming concerts on the coast this spring produced by the good folks at Oak and Thorn, Tim Bray and Catherine Keegan. The first one is Cantrip on February 16th at the Casper Community Center, and that is shaping up to be a fantastic show. Doors open at 6.30, music at 7.30. Cantrip's a four-piece Scottish band, pipes, fiddle, guitar, bazooki, and a variety of other instruments. Tickets are available now at Harvest Market in Fort Bragg and also online at Eventbrite. Up at Cold Springs, our transmitter site, our primary transmitter site, a new generator has made life pretty good for KZYX with a minimum of problems. Cal Fire is still plowing through layers of bureaucracy from FEMA and the state of California to find the right company to replace the electric poles that run a mile and a half up to the top of Cold Springs Mountain. The power now has been off for about a year, and we're so glad to have the right size generator in place up there and the maintenance team that keeps it functioning. 
Uh, our news director, Sarah Rice, has been conducting interviews with Mendocino <clears throat> County supervisors. That's ongoing in advance of the election on March 5th. Um, coming up, Georgina Avila Gorman from the 4th District. That's coming up Monday, January 22nd at 9 a.m. Uh, 1st District candidate Adam Gaska at 9 a.m. February 2nd. And 1st um, District candidate Madeline Klein. Uh, yes, Klein. Thank you. 9 a.m. February 7th. Um, no word about the large federal grants we wrote recently, so we're still waiting to hear about that. And we're also waiting for the city of Ukiah to install new electric service at 390 West Clay Street in Ukiah, our new site, which someday will become KZYX's new main studio location, a community media center that will serve the station into the future. And, um, Eddie, could you let people know about the election page on the website? Or actually, there are two election pages. And uh, any other new pages and any other features that people should know about? Sure. Um, uh, if you head over to kzyx.org, you'll find our webpage, same as it often is. Uh, under the News tab, which is sort of the first um, sub-menu, we have a, uh, a heading called Elections 2024. If you click that, that'll lead you to a resource page with um, uh, recordings of... Uh, programs and information pertinent to uh, this election season. Um, that's where we are uploading the uh, these election interviews that Sarah Reith is conducting. Um, so you can find those there. They're about an hour long each. Uh, there's also um, a candidate's form for 1st and 2nd District that was... Um, uh, recorded in December. That's also up there. So there's uh, that 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 is the the go-to place to find um, election pertinent information on the KZYX website. Um, is there a second election page? Well, there's not be. well there is <laughs> actually. If you go to the um, uh, past election coverage, that's right. Thank you. Well, there's that. But well, and then we'll move on. Yeah. Um, there uh, also under the news tab below the elections 2024 heading, there's another uh, option that's past election coverage. You can go back. Currently, um, there's a page that links to a bunch of information relating to the 2022 election. Um, so we're working on getting sort of our backlogged election coverage up there as well because some of that information is also never pertinent so mm -hmm. um and then there's a board elections page. Oh, that's yes, what I was. That's what I was talking about. Where people who are interested in the board can find applications and the bylaws, which talk about the duties of the board and so on. We'll be talking about that more in depth later in the program. Yes, on the uh, right side of the home page, uh, you don't even have to click anywhere else. Just on the right side of the home page, there's a box, a green box with KZYX logo that says applications now open for KZYX, uh, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting Board of Directors. Um, there's a, a link to more information in the application form. You can click that and peruse the information there. There's also, there's a, uh, a link to our bylaws and, of course, the application form. So. Yep. And that's the application or expressions of interest 
as NPR puts it in their elections, <laughs> that's what they call it. Um, you can respond uh, by January 31st, which is Wednesday at uh, 5 p.m. That's when applications close. Two Wednesdays from now. Yes, two Wednesdays from now. So still two weeks to get that in. And as I say, when we talk to the uh, board members, the retiring board members, one of one of the retiring board members and the new board chair later in the program, we will um, we'll discuss the elections more fully. All righty. So. Um, Welcome, Catherine Cole. Thank you. To KZYX. I know. I'm never here. No. (laughs) That's a joke. We live here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So you've been... Well, since, let's see, what, why don't you talk about your, you, you have served as the underwriting director for KCYX now for several years. About four years about four now. four years. Mm-hmm. And just in the last year, you became the music director yeah, at KCYX. Yeah, six or seven months ago. Right, and you have been busy. I've been very busy because there's never been a music director before. No. And that just means, not that somebody wasn't doing the music, but it was over an umbrella called program director. Director. Now there's two of us. Victor Palomino does public affairs, and I do the music programmers. So it's really starting to work well because they're getting the the attention that they needed before, I think. And uh, it's really, I think, improved the programming so far at KZYX. Uh, and improved not meaning, you know, the quality of KZYX is really high on music. We have some amazing programmers who know a lot about some great genres that I'm a gag at myself. Um, So that's going on, but we also are trying to expand to represent the community that is existing now. Our schedule, when I came on as music director, I went through a bunch of old newsletters that we used to print them out. And uh, the schedule from 1990 97 was almost the same musically with the same people and but the community has changed so radically in this short period of time just the last since the beginning of the pandemic on um and just the demographics of California at large and the nation so yeah, well, that's nearly 30 years ago. It's, I know. I hate to you know, think about it's, that. It's a, it's a long time ago that we set the schedule here. And, yeah. And, and so, so, so certain markers, I, I first came on board like I did when I came on as underwriter. Research, research, research. What's going on in public radio? What stations are successful? Why they are? And, and how we might, you know, I, people call it the norm. Noise. The noise has increased so much in media, it's just crazy, and it's still going on. And by that, I mean people are getting music from streaming services on their phones now. They're talking about taking radios out of cars even. And we have two or three generations now that never had a radio in their homes when they were growing up. There was no radio terrestrial. And we have a lot of people who certainly now don't have a radio who might have had one in their homes but no longer have one. Exactly. So how does public radio 
go forward. And we see the changes also in the FCC rules. They're, they're also jumping. You can tell they're trying to upgrade things. We no longer have to say FM at the end of our call letters. These are signs that um, we, we, we need to move forward with the technology. And what was so great that kind of set this all up was last year. I'm going to bring Eddie in on this. Eddie researched the app and got us an app and a lot of we went to that convention it's been a year now in denver for public radio Almost. national yeah. federation of community broadcasters and there were still they were still having panels about people how they could get an app or or services that were doing something like an app online and i was sitting there going eddie Eddie covered that already. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit of that process, just about, because the app is very important for us streaming all the programming on KZYX, just an overview, like a little. Yeah, the um, the app is developed, so full disclosure, like I, I didn't develop the app. I didn't, I, I may have been a catalyst in its creation, but I, I didn't, I didn't develop. Mm-hmm. It was developed by a company called Public Media Apps, which is what they do. They specialize in creating apps for uh, community radio stations and community television stations um i found them uh i contacted one of their representatives they pointed me in the direction of several other apps they had done for stations across the country um just to get an idea of different templates different um different ways that they can develop and present the app for us and um kind of just went from there um and the the app is still an ongoing thing, and so it's always changing. There's updates occasionally, um, and that's kind of fun because at least now we can do that, whereas before we couldn't. Um, yeah, and, and it allows you to get KZYX anywhere you have phone service. If, if you have a right, um, you know, fairly high quality, fairly recent. Uh, mobile phone mobile you're, phone you're yeah. you're able to stream it and then in fact i now have it i'm have i find myself with the app on a lot mm-hmm. um you don't even have to have a computer you just have your phone and you can stream it um and so how that tees in with the music is um a lot of people are getting their music on the app and if there's a spotify and a amazon and a blah and there's a kzyx and they can get Local and so turning to the local part of KZYX. Um, when we were in the uh, pandemic, we jumped through tons of hoops in order to have pre-recorded shows to remain twenty-four-seven because just physically we couldn't all be in in the same space. And these are small spaces; these studios. So a lot of our programmers. Uh, which was a good thing, learned how to pre-record their shows. We loaded them in. But it was a lot of work for everyone. And uh, we wound up um, then at the end of the pandemic when people could come back, they had gotten used to not coming in. I'm not driving to Philo. <laughs> exactly. And I get that. I really do. So, um, so in a way, we kind of lost our locality and our live thing, which to me, public radio, this is the one thing that we have over these streaming services is that you tune KZYX on and there's a human being sitting here either doing a music show, public affairs, or, you know, the more live mu- shows we can have is, is how we 
identify ourselves being different from commercial radio mm-hmm. it's the immediacy of 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 live radio and by yes. the way we are live this morning We're that's coming right. out of the ron o'brien studio here in philo yes so so it has been a turn and what's fascinating we have a production meeting every week at the last two so once mentioned oh my gosh look we have all live shows. There'll be five, six. Before yeah. we were like having one. Somebody came in. <laughs> Yay! Someone's in. So the tide is turning. The programmers are remembering the excitement of being on the air mm-hmm. live. It is a different thing. It is totally different. And for music programmers in particular, you know, we're we're not talking. We're not interviewing someone else. We're a lot of times just tapping into our long history of music in our minds and what we can offer is we're not sending out an algorithm of okay this is the best song the top song of the day and it's going to spew out we are tapping into personalities in music people will follow individual programmers on kzyx because they like their taste in music what they decide to air and when they're airing these two-hour shows it is fascinating to see the expansion of the music the genres we have and i think um now that I've been able to get more new voices, I came on, we added 14 new pro- programmers in the music department. We've able to, ex- to expand the genres to reach our whole community. If, if I may make a comment, just mm-hmm. an observation I have. I, I have yeah. to admit, I, I do use Spotify. And um, in the last year, maybe a little more, Spotify introduced this thing, like uh, your own personal DJ that like curates things you like and shows you things you like. But... I find it kind of redundant. It's like, I know what I like. And what I appreciate about tuning into KZYX <laughs> is hearing someone else's tastes, because that's something I'm not regularly, that the algorithm isn't pushing on me, right? to actually discover and find new music. I, yeah, I find yeah. it to be a far more effective to listen to KZYX to discover new music than to... Yeah, and then the new generations of listeners, too, are they're aware. They go, I think I heard this song the same time last yesterday. Yeah. You know, they yeah. see the same things throwing up the AI. And so um, KZYX really needs to get the community aware of this is why they want to listen to music on mm-hmm. public radio. And so I did start a campaign this year. It's going to be, it's not very original name. A lot of public radios say, listen local. But we're going to be advertising the daytime shows altogether, the evening and the late night shows. Um, and because of our jukebox option, if you're not up at midnight, that's okay. If you have the schedule, which just uh, on Monday, I loaded this onto our website. A K- brand new schedule. KZYX.org, and it is different. So watch and look. And sometimes, yes, you're not going to hear what you used to hear on a certain time, but you can find that show. We have eight hours of classical music. We have eight hours of jazz. It's out there. We have, um, but now we also have, in addition to local mendo, reggae, and all of the rest, we do have other genres like techno and EDM. We've expanded to 
deep chill. And But then we have a great new show called Desert Island Disc, where two guys sit down with a record player and play half of an album. And yes. let's, why don't you go through these, these uh, new genres that are appearing and, and um, new shows that are on now and talk yeah. about them specifically. So, yeah. well, we'll start at Monday night. Okay. Uh, Monday at midnight, which is our beginning of Monday for us, uh, is uh, Bob's Late Night Diner. Which you've—that's a voice you're gonna—you'll recognize. It's Bob Vaughn has come back, and does the late night diner. But opposite him is a gentleman called Gavin, and he does a show called Old Gav. And even though he's probably not even forty years old, he's—he said I was born an old man, <laughs> and he is. And his personality is just amazing. And he—he. He, plays records he reads poetry but he's he is a companion person really and mm-hmm. it's a wonderful show on monday night so so that's that's alternating at midnight and then what's nice too talk about programmers that were here before and are coming back i don't know if people listeners remember jim denton's show beyond bach um he contacted me and he was interested in coming back and he is coming on on the 5th to alternate with uh, um, Liz, um, Liz has Helen Child and Russell Petey. So Mondays, the t- the classical Monday morning is. The, uh, as Russell fondly calls it, the Bach Brigade. Right. So it's, the Bach be- Baroque and Beyond. Right. Bach Door Serenade. Serenade. And, and then, now Beyond Bach. Okay. But it's all early, early classical. So we have a genre set for that morning, and that's really exciting. Then, of course, you've all heard probably by now, Blue Monday. Stevie G is back on. So Stevie G and DJ Wyvie doing blues. And we have gotten a lot of attention from the blues record labels all across the country for that. Um, uh, then we're going into, let's see, the next one would be Tuesday. Tuesday at 1 o'clock, we have Sarah Larkin has returned. Yay, Songbird. Yeah, once a month, the first Tuesday, Songs of Joy and Sorrow. And so that's always a great because it is local. It is Mendocino. You can feel her her center here. Mm -hmm. And it's a wonderful show, Americana and Folk. And we should say that if you don't know, she's one half of the real Sarahs. And so she's very tuned in on contemporary acoustic uh, Americana, folk, old-timey, all that stuff. Everything that's coming out, she's aware of it. And I also enjoy her, uh, shall we say, emphasis on female. On female vocals. Yeah. Um, Then uh, alternating on the second and fourth, Stillhouse with Big Red. That's the return of bluegrass. If you're like me and you've been here a long time, you remember Diane's lunch on the back porch. Mm -hmm. We haven't really had a, a bluegrass, new grass type of more energetic show there. So Stillhouse, and he's coming out of Talmadge. He's local. That's really exciting to hear that. And that's then Jeff Zolotar is still there with Roots and All on the third. Um, so that's that's kind of exciting to have that kind of local programming there. Um, your Wednesday and, and Thursdays are going to look amazingly like they did before, except for that Thursday midnight uh, with Medium Heavy, which is a really interesting show, and uh, we're hoping to, to hold that spot. And okay, tell me what that is. Well, it's Medium Heavy. <laughs> 
Well, is it metal? Or? It can be metal. It can be metal. Shoegaze. Well, go ahead, Eddie. Probably. Well, uh, it, it's hosted by uh, a, a guy named June who does a. He has a very impressive vinyl collection. Yes. And he plays a lot of small label uh, rock and alternative and some metal albums that he's collected from, for over the last. I, don't, I mean, I don't know how vast his collection truly is. What, it's what pretty of, amazing. It, it's just a really cool uh, glean into a lot of like '70s and '80s rock that you probably you probably didn't heard. hear. Um, and it's yeah. all it's all very good. I, I think. yeah. So show. so that's that lines up with our whole unique of our programming if it's even classic rock it's going to be unique then fridays we decided we'd like start off fridays midnight with comfy pants which is benny b and this is he is an ambient guitar player he takes audio out of nature bird sounds he goes to the creek goes to the ocean and then he plays live ambient guitar over it oh. and so it's so it's relaxing but he's got a pedal board that's got about 50 <laughs> it's amazing how he does that so that is a, a really fun show and then yeah, don't sleep on that one don't it, well <laughs> you might by that He's very aware of, the, of that. Um, and then at 10 o'clock Fridays, we have an alternating adult alternative spot now. Red Percolator is second and fourth, so that's kind of a start your coffee. It's a percolator, so you have your second cups of coffee. And they're alternating with Debbie and The Perch, which is local, some hip-hop, but it's it, she has a real unique ear for local music that's happening here, from reggae, hip-hop, and cool. all, all psychedelic. It's just a great combination Friday. And then uh, Friday evening, the eight o'clock slot now is all about let's get ready for the weekend and have a good time. So just leave the thing on. It's gonna beats roots, which is Misha. He's he's DJing. It's techno. It's dance music. And then we've got get on up. Kathy Rippy has been there for quite a while, and her show is just solid. New releases of rock, as some stuff you'll know and some you won't. But on the soul side, kind on of. the soul side, and then. Uh, Purple Sin is doing Let the Music Play, which is all 80s. This gal was a DJ in the 80s, and so she has, a, again, a great collection of 80s music. And so we're talking about, yay, let's have a party on Friday nights. And then... Um, Saturday night, uh, I have a new programmer coming up, Jean-Francois, who'll be doing alternative. He calls it shoegazing metal um, on Saturdays. <laughs> I know. Love that genre. And I'm sure he's very well-versed with a lot of European music. So that'll be a, a neat thing to do, too. And then we get to Saturday. Uh, Double Trouble, Papa John's been on for quite a while. It's just a great experience of classic rock and blues. He's alternating with DJ Ray's. Who just, MC Ray 3. Oh, that's right. MC Ray 3. Uh, rhyme and Reason. So we have a hip-hop show, and the rhyme and the reason is he will explain Hip hop, he believes it's a positive. He, he tells you the why, the where, the how. Super knowledgeable too. Yes. And just a great person. He has his own hip hop stuff as well. So, and then 
we get down to Saturday night. Nomadic Nightcap has been on Desert Island Discs, mm-hmm. Deep Chill, and then at this this uh, the 27th, January, Jam in the Box. We have a right. live local band on. Hella Mendocino will be coming out of Talmadge live. So that's always and fun. And what does Hella Mendocino do? Hella Mendocino. <laughs> it's a modern reggae-ish. Well, you're going to have to find okay. out. Okay. Got to listen. Following that, the mixtape with Troy. Uh, and he's alternating with Spaced Out, which is... Eddie. Double D, and uh, always a great. You have to get on the spaceship when they start their show, and then you're on it, mm-hmm. and and alternate, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that alternates with Magic Bus, which was our own lovely Rich Culbertson. Similarly, you gotta board the bus to, uh, and then you're on it, <laughs> and then you're on it, yeah, and so spaceship bus, whatever. So it's exciting. See, I already got a little tingly yeah. reading the list because. <laughs> I'm really excited, and I know that our listeners will be too. And so, um, yeah. So uh, uh, there's changes all over the schedule for the whole week, all different yes. time slots, mm-hmm. and additions, and more trade-offs, so that we can get more voices on. Right. That is the goal to get new programmers on, and uh, most of our programmers have been just so uh, generous, incredibly generous with right. their program because you know we love doing what we do. Um, as so, but the good thing is with this schedule, I should be done shuffling yeah. for a long time now. <laughs> yeah. So this is the way it'll be for quite some yes. time, barring people's whatever. Yeah, exactly. The well, usual. What, the usual. Because we all, they are volunteers. So if somebody has a vacation or things, yeah. we note that. Well, thank you so much, Catherine, for all your work and all your organization, too. She's our one of our master organizers here who, yeah. you know, makes makes little lists and tables and retypes the handbook and, you know, <laughs> yeah. reformats things and does that sort of thing that makes no. life easier here. So well, you're welcome. Thank I, you. I enjoy it very Not much. Not to mention she's a handy woman as well. I know. I fix things. <laughs> I think a lot of our programmers do a lot of many different things. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right. Well, we're about ready for our second portion of the show. And um, so uh, we, I guess, do we, we don't need to play music. Actually, we could go right into it, I guess, right? Sh- sure. Um, Susan, uh, Dina, can I have you guys talk briefly to get a quick level? Hello. I'd like to know what shoe metal, shoe metal, shoegazing metal is. Yeah. <laughs> Among other things. Uh, yes. That... Yeah. You know, I've, I've heard of those genres separately, but together, that's, uh, that's a new one for me. All right. So with us now uh, are Dina Polkinghorn. She's the outgoing board president for uh, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting Board of Directors and the incoming president, Susan Baird-Kanan, who is also with us. They're with us via Zoom from Ukiah. And thank you for being here. Happy to join you. Yeah. So, Dina, you you have stepped down last month, and um, and so why don't you give us the backstory on that one? Because you you could have served longer, but I could have served longer, indeed. Um, so uh, it's a time of transition at KZYX. 
And, uh, you know, Marty has announced that she, she will be retiring and, and leaving the station. And so I've agreed to step in and uh, co-general manager through, through that transition. So you can't be a board member and a staff member at the same time. So I had to step down from the board. And um, Susan uh, uh, volunteered and agreed to make herself available for the presidency. So... Right. That's and how that happened. Talk a bit about your background, Dina. You were a long, for a long time the executive director of Project Sanctuary all over the county. Yeah, yeah. Project Sanctuary provides the domestic violence and sexual assault victim services throughout the county. And uh, I was the executive director there for about 15 years, worked as a staff person before then. Um, most of my career has been in nonprofit or you know, local government agencies, things like that. Although many years ago, I was a FedEx career at one point for a few years. <laughs> Well, that set you up for this job, for sure. I was never more fit in my life. Um, But, uh, yeah, I, I, um, you know, during COVID, it sort of coincided with some family things. My husband and I became caretakers for my elderly father and just too much stuff. So I I actually retired, uh, decided to retire a little bit earlier than I uh, probably should have or normally would have. Um, maybe not the best financial decision, but we're making it work. <laughs> um, but uh, so it, it made myself available uh, for this interim sort of gig to shepherd the station through this transition until we get a permanent general manager. So so that's a little bit of my story. I also uh, serve on the uh, California Partnership to End Domestic Violence Board of Directors. So I may be retired, but I'm pretty busy. Yeah. <laughs> and I like it that way. I like it that way. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for all your efforts on the board. And um and thanks for stepping in. She's been here a couple weeks now, uh, yeah. so getting her yeah. feet wet on the KZYX staff. Yeah, it's been great. It's been great to uh, work with staff and, and in a different kind of relationship than, you know, as a board member. And so I'm the newbie. I'm learning. I'm the rookie in the group for sure. All right. Well, let's move to Susan. Thank you, Susan, for being here, and thanks for stepping up to the board presidency, which is really not not the easiest job on the board and really appreciate your being willing to do it. And maybe you could talk a bit about why you got on the board in the first place and, and somewhat of your background. Sure. Well, thanks for having us on today. Um, it, it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it, that we are certainly going to miss Dina as uh, a board member and president of our board. Uh, at the same time, um, I'm looking forward to the chance to continue to work with you, Dina, uh, as well as with Marty. So um, we're, we, we, in some ways, we kind of have the best of both worlds here, or of many worlds. Um, well, I grew up in California and then went away for 30 years and came back to California, where to Ukiah, where I have a couple of brothers, uh, three brothers, um, in the in this general area, and I've lived here now for 23 years um, in Ukiah, 
And um, I'm a uh, retired uh, independent writer and editor. Also, like Dina, have worked in the mostly in the public sector, um, and uh, specifically in the public health arena. I'm very interested in community health and well-being, and have done a lot of volunteering. Uh, for all the time I've been here in Ukiah, chaired several boards um, and so on. Um, and I'm a longtime public radio listener and supporter. I recognize one of your new shows is one I used to listen to in Washington, D.C. So um, <laughs> that's going to be fun on public radio there. Um, I forgot what else you wanted me to say right now, uh, Marty. Oh, well, talk about why you got on the KCYX board. I know you were drafted. I was drafted, and um, I, when I thought about it, I, you know, I realized it was something I was really interested in. I really enjoy being behind the scenes uh, of uh, things that I value in the community and knowing how they operate and uh, being able to help make that happen. And I've just been so impressed uh, and appreciate so much KZYX. I think it's really the bedrock of our community. It's one of our greatest community assets. And the more I've learned about KZYX, the more I've appreciated it in terms of creative energy, its role in building community, being a critical information source, um, uh, support for all the other endeavors that go on in this community that we all value so much. and uh, you know, all of the efforts to really to serve all the different communities that make up Mendocino County. So, you know, I was happy to join that effort as one of the, the supporters and leaders representing, of course, all of our members who are so critical to keeping KZYX on the air and helping it grow and thrive. So I encourage those who are listening to think about board membership because we can use some more good, motivated, hardworking, insightful people on the board. Yes, can always, always use that. Um, So let's just segue then into the board applications process. As we spoke about earlier in the program, you can find the board applications on our website, kzyx.org. And um, they're due on Wednesday, January 31st at 5 p.m. There are three at-large seats that have come open, um, and there are incumbents, two incumbents in those seats right now. And um, there is one seat for District 1 open and another incumbent in that seat and who, who will definitely um, be running again. Um, District 1, Redwood Valley, Potter Valley, Calpella, El Dorado, Talmadge. It's a big uh, sort of north of Ukiah there. And um, we also have another seat open that won't be in part of the election, but it's the Fort Bragg seat, which was vacated by Lori Leaf, who two years ago uh, stepped into that seat, and she then moved to Ukiah. So the Fort Bragg seat has been open for a while, and we're still looking for somebody. So if you're if you're from Fort Bragg and you think you might want to serve on the KZYX board, you can you can step forward without uh, an election process and uh, perhaps sit on the KZYX board. Well, as you mentioned, Dina, 
Um, I will be leaving on July 1st, and I will have been here um, five years. And um, so that will leave the the manager seat open, and we will, although Dina will be here to to bridge the gap between me and a new candidate, so we'll be looking for a new um, executive director slash general manager for the station. Um, actually, five years is a long tenure for a KZYX manager, um, <laughs> so I... <laughs> Uh, I, I think I might be second longest serving manager, and it does make a difference when people stay. I will say the, the continuity and the um, and what you can actually get accomplished is, it, you know, it it goes up exponentially the longer you stay. I don't think it's a, you know, it's not. Um, you you build on things that that you seed when you first come in and that sort of thing. So we're hoping to find somebody who's, who's willing to um, take hold of the, of the reins and uh, guide the station. A lot of different things have happened. Um, a lot of progress has been made, I think, at KZYX, but these huge projects remain, and one of them, of course, is the move to Ukiah. So. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a big transition period for the station. Probably, they've never experienced one like this before. Um, it, it, as you know, Catherine was talking about some of the things that's going on with radio and and this, the state of broadcasting and um, you know the traffic and the noise that we compete with now with podcasts and all of that. So, it's a transition in a lot of ways. So. For me, just in terms of the board involvement and and um, anybody interested in that, it's actually a very interesting time to join the board. Um, this is not a phone-it-in board where, you know, you show up once a month and consult and then buy for another 30 days. I mean, we... we we all serve on different, well, not me anymore, but the board members all serve on a few committees, and um, and it, it's, a, it's a small station with a small staff, and so the board, I think, is unique in the way it supports the station versus other board um, type of situations. So um, I, I really hope people are considering doing this. It, it's... Um, uh, this, you know, we did purchase the building in Ukiah, so we're working on that transition to a new facility. Having spent a few days now at the file station, of course, I've been there before. It is time to move. That building <laughs> has served us well, but it is time to move. So, uh, so we've got that going on. We've got the change in leadership with the uh, general manager position. And Marty didn't mention when, when I was on the board, when we hired Marty and, and she agreed to come for a three-year gig. <laughs> so she's extended it by two years and we're so grateful. Um, and um, so, so yeah, I, I'm hoping people consider that. Um, you know, it, it's it's a it's an asset to the community, like Susan was saying, especially on the local level, local news, uh, local emergencies. It's the go-to place for information. Um, 
you don't necessarily have to have a history in radio or broadcasting to be a board member. Um, and, and if you haven't, it, it certainly is sort of fascinating to be behind the scenes and see how that all works. Mm. So, um, yeah, that, that, you know, I, I really hope people will, um, think about it and think about joining the board, uh, and, and, and think about it soon because the, the application period closes in a couple of weeks and the application is not complicated. Uh, it, is not a complicated process. So um, please, please do think about it. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to just say on the subject of the, the, uh, our new uh, community media center uh, that uh, I recently went on a tour uh, of the, uh, that was organized uh, at the new, new uh, site, which is on Clay street, right across the street from the civic center uh, in, uh, you know, where the government had uh, city government um, headquarters are uh, in downtown Ukiah. And I was, it was really heartened to see the amount of interest. There was a lot of people showed up. Some of them are on our building committee who were working with our project manager and, um, it, it was just wonderful to see the, the level of interest, uh, as well as to see the, the building itself. So uh, I know that there will be more tours, and hopefully uh, everybody will have a chance to visit the site and uh, and hear about the plans for how, do you, how, how it will be used. Um, and that will be certainly something that the board will be continuing to work on. Both, of course, the very critical and heavy lifting task of raising the funding for it, um, which is an ongoing uh, endeavor. Uh, and then, but also, you know, kind of doing some visioning about how are we, how will that be used? What does it mean to be a community media center? You know, as uh, as Eddie was saying earlier, and uh, Catherine and others you know, there's so much new media and so many choices for people now um, that, uh, you know, how, how do we stay relevant and contemporary uh, and use take full advantage of all of the resources that are now available to people? Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say is, I think, another really important aspect of community radio and KZYX uh, links to the previous show. I don't know how many of you listened to the the California report right before, but I've been thinking a lot about uh, what they are calling the epidemic of loneliness in our country. And uh, I was astonished to find out in a recent show that um, young people are um, those who uh, surveys show are, are you know, the, the largest percentage of, lo- of uh, people experiencing loneliness as a serious problem are young people and or the lar- largest percentage of young people uh, are, are lonely. So um, I think community radio is just such a critical thing and KZWX in particular because of our programming to help young people find uh, ways to engage in their community and things that are happening again live person to person and I think that is a really critical part of what we do and it um, you know it's our way of, of helping to to make a difference with something that's a, a, a concern at a national level as well I don't know how much it's an issue locally but to help people actually find ways to be involved in their local communities and get out take their headphones off and get out into the community. Yeah, I should mention that um, it's one of our initiatives this year. Um, 
Victor Palomino, public affairs director, bilingual reporter and outreach staff person here, has been working on uh, a new curriculum for the intern program for KCYX. And he's been visiting various high schools, the Point Arena High School, the Mendocino High School, um, Ukiah High, um, and our own uh, Anderson Valley High School here um, in Anderson Valley, and, um, you know, developing ways to work with younger people in the school system and um, bring them into the sedation. So that's an important initiative that we're making here. And uh, also coming up in a month or two, uh, we are going to hold a big open uh, orientation to the station, first introduction to the station uh, opportunity for folks. Are you checking the date, Eddie? Yeah, I'm trying to find it if I can see if I can't remember what we decided. We just tentatively scheduled that uh, yesterday. So April... April 9th or something? Yeah, Yeah, that looks right. April 9th. Okay. Wow. Good memory, (laughs) Dina. And um, so that'll be happening as well. And um, and of course, you can always stop by here. Uh, if you happen to be in the area or driving by, you can stop by our uh, current headquarters here, longtime headquarters in Philo 9300 Highway 128. And our, our building in Ukiah is 390 West Clay. Um, if you couldn't recognize it by Susan's description of where it is in Ukiah. Um, yeah, so let's talk a bit more we we only have we have less than ten minutes left, and um, we could take some phone calls if anyone has any questions. Eight nine five two four four eight seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. But we should mention where we are in our fundraising efforts um, for the new station. We're at about seven hundred thousand dollars. I think we're about to go over that. Um, we do have the promise of a large gift coming up, a hundred thousand dollar gift coming up in this in this fiscal year, and um, we. But it must be matched for the building fund. So we'll be talking soon about how our plans on how to match that that amount of money. And then we have two outstanding federal grants that have been submitted, but we haven't heard back from anybody about those yet. They've both been in for a couple months now, um, but the wheels of the government do grind slowly often. And so they, they were good applications, Marty. I, I want people to know they were, these are worthy projects of public funding. And so if everybody can set your intentions, say your prayers, yes. do whatever you need to do. <laughs> <laughs> think of KZYX as we wait on those. Yeah, that, that they will be game changers. Yeah, they they will be game changers if we are are awarded these funds, or really any portion of them. It will really push our project much further. And uh, Susan, thanks for your work on on helping to write and edit all kinds of efforts we've made in our fundraising activities. That's really been very helpful. It's, it's great to have people with these high skills on the board, so thank you both. Um, okay, what? 
Anything else that we should particularly mention about the board of directors? Oh, well, our next meeting is the 30th. We're, we meet on the last Tuesday of every month via Zoom at 5 p.m. So coming up is uh, the 30th of this month, and we will be meeting by Zoom. And we, we want to start meeting in person, but it's, yeah. it's a deal. It's a whole nother thing. We have to organize that for sure. Yeah, but the goal is to do. To we talked about it the other day at a at a gathering of the board in person, which was so great. Um, I've been on the board for a year, and I have had very few opportunities to to be with others uh, physically, other members. But we, our goal is to try to meet in person once a quarter. Well, you know, we'll have to see. You know, that will be kind of what we'll aim for. And, and to move the meeting around the county to different locations so people in the community, your local community, you have an opportunity to attend. Um, I did want to mention I had a, a meeting with a colleague in it, last week in who works at a station in a very affluent part of the state, extremely affluent. And uh, we were comparing notes on fundraising and pledge drives. I was really um, surprised to hear that Mendocino County um, and our supporters managed to support us in larger ways than this affluent county. Wow. Yeah, it, it was it was kind of surprising to me in one way, but but not also because we feel the support. We 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 know this is an important asset to the community. And the community lets us know, so I thought that was encouraging um, for KZYX. Yeah, they she's at a wonderful station. They do amazing things. They have a lot of listeners, um, but the the community doesn't turn out quite the way it does here in this county so that that was really good to hear yeah we're we're yeah, for us <laughs> we're a maker community and we're a do-it-yourself community and yeah. um those who have the means to to help uh financially uh and most everybody can do at least a little um i think yeah there's a there's an there's an ethic and almost a a pleasure in here uh, you know in in being in doing it ourselves and yeah. doing it. Uh, sure. Can do. Okay, we, we have a call, so let's take it. Good morning, caller. You're live on the air. Hmm? Caller, are you there? Hello? Oh, may have lost that one, but let's try this other one. Good morning, caller. You're live on the air. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Um, thanks, Marty, for all of your service. And it's really great to hear that we're going after those grants. Hopefully there's some more coming down the pipeline. It's really crucial Always. to have KZYX in lieu of public safety, in lieu of public safety. And, um, yeah, thanks for your service. Have a great day. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah. All right. Well, that was nice to hear. Always nice to hear. Um if uh, if we didn't get your call, I saw there were a couple other uh, callers who tried. Uh, give us a call back, 707-895-2448. And ask quickly. <laughs> yeah, we're ticking down the time here. Um, yeah, thank you so much, Susan and Dina, for, for being here. Um, and thanks for all your, um, you know, 
your work because it's it's a uh, of all the jobs the the board really is the the behind the scenes work work group uh the programmers are volunteers but they get their uh you know their product and their voices on the air they're the quote unquote face that you still can't see that's right and the staff gets paid and uh but the board board labors uh by themselves okay here's another call good morning caller you're live on the air hello um since we're talking about my favorite radio station um I would just like to say that it really deters me from wanting to participate in the station because of a very, what I feel like is a very liberal left slant to all the news programs. And I feel like not everybody here believes that. And like when I see the KZYX truck driving around Fort Bragg with a dump or anti-Trump sticker, it's like, why is KZYX being political? When I first got here, one of the things 20 years ago, one of the things that I really enjoyed was that KZYX was so uh, ambiguous in its political slants. And now, uh, like the Tom Hartman show, horrible, like propaganda. And uh, Amy Goodman doesn't really, she's, she's old news. She's like a, a government mouthpiece. And I just hope that the station can address that. Not everybody here is a liberal Democrat. There are people with conservative views, too, who would like to be heard. Anyways, um, thank you, though. I love the station still. Okay. Thanks. Well, thanks for your thanks comment, for and thanks for your call. Um, gosh, I don't think that may be the first time Amy Goodman's been called a mouthpiece for the government, but I would say I, I'm <laughs> of all the critique I've heard of her, that was that's that's a new one, but um, we, we hear you. We hear you your sentiment and thank yep. you i have a friend uh who uh i mean i've heard that from at least one other person that uh you know so it is something for us to keep in mind that uh we want to we want to speak to and for everybody in the community as much can, can i just quickly uh let folks know that when i stepped down from the board the board appointed mary golden in my place so i'd just like to publicly welcome mary to the to the board of directors she's from district two yeah thank you for that yeah. all right uh thank you marty thank you dina thank you susan thank you Catherine. um and thank you to the callers uh up next we'll be listening to the perch with debbie genuine stay tuned mm-hmm. 